0: Hi, this is Tony Campolo, and the other voice you're going to hear is none other
1: than... This is Shane Claiborne over here. I'm the one with the southern accent. And the good looks. <laughs> I'm the one with the bald head. The hair. <laughs> yeah, I've got the hair. And no hair. Uh, we're here
0: every week at this time to promote Red Letter Christianity. Did you ever hear that? The Red Letter Christians. Go to the website, redletterchristians.org. You'll find articles, you'll find comments, you'll find tweets, you'll find all kinds of stuff via our website. We're tr-
1: There are actually reporters now. I saw this on like MSNBC where they're asking where are the red letter Christians? And yeah. we can say go to our website and click on people. And on the people page, you see just dozens and dozens of beautiful voices of Christianity talking about Jesus and justice. Men, women, LGBTQ folks, uh, all denominations, just it's a, we we say that we're harmonizing without homogenizing. That's right. We want to sing the song of Jesus together.
0: You say that so well. (laughs) I think you've said that before somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, We're here every week at this time. We broadcast from the studios of Cabrini University, which is across the street from Eastern University, a Christian evangelical school that sits on the outskirts of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're so glad you tuned in. And uh, we're going to talk about issues that are hot right now. We're concerned particularly about uh, the environment, for instance. Uh, There's a fire going on Mm. in, uh, in Brazil, even as we speak. 20% of the oxygen of the world is produced in the rainforest of Brazil and it's burning down at a rate that staggers the imagination. It's called the the lungs of the world, the Amazon are
1: called, because they they give us our
0: oxygen. 20% of the oxygen that we breathe is produced in the the rainforest of
1: Brazil. And And this is not just like. A few wildfires. I was reading yesterday that it's, it's, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of fires this year. It's up like 85% from last year. So this is like not just something that happens regularly, right? I
0: remember flying to Argentina and it was a clear night and uh, I'm at the window and looking out the window and there's nothing to see when it's night and it's dark until we got over Brazil and as far as I could see... Mm there were fires burning. And at that time, it wasn't an an international concern. It was just, uh, there they are, the fires. And I I was wondering, what are all these fires about? And you know what they were about? They were fires that were intentionally set to clear the rainforest Mm -hmm. in order to make land to graze cattle Mm -hmm. because we're eating so many hamburgers at McDonald's and Burger King and uh, all of these other Wendy's. Because we we've gotten to be meat eaters, there's a need for more and more meat to be produced, yeah. and they're producing it in in the uh, in the rainforest of Brazil. But they have to burn down the forest to make room for the pasture land to to raise these cattle. So as you eat a hamburger today, do it with a guilty conscience. Yeah, or the, as you
1: as you don't eat one today, do it with a smile, because that's one of the movements now to try to stand in solidarity is to boycott beef that is tracked to the Amazon. And and so, uh, but I saw these videos. I mean, the wild thing about social media now is you can feel connected to these distant places. And there's these videos of the indigenous people in that land that are just weeping and weeping over their land. And they've been, you know, the, the folks standing there in solidarity and, and they, they're the ones that are saying this has been set on fire or it's being allowed to, um, burned so that this land can be used for development or for cattle. And and they're just weeping over this land. So it's wild that when, you know, the Notre Dame fire, fire happened, it was top news in every country in the world, you know. But now that the Amazon's on fire, it's just beginning to pick up news. And for those of us that love Jesus and think that God cares about the world that God made and called good, like this should matter to us.
0: There's a verse in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, where it says all of nature, all of creation, is groaning and in travail. Mm. All of nature is suffering. If you want to see suffering, uh, see a video of what's happening in Brazil. Mm. Let me just say, we've had big forest fires here in the United States. But this fire has consumed so much land, they say the fire has burned out an area the size of the country of France. Mm. You know how big France Mm. is? That's how much land has been devastated by the fires uh, there in Brazil, mm. and it's uh, it's not only killing off the oxygen-producing trees, but this has to be pointed out. People don't think about this little thing that I picked up when I wrote my book, uh, "How to Save Save Nature Without Worshiping Nature." Uh, here's what I learned: I learned that almost every modern medical discovery like penicillin has come not from chemicals but from uh, organic matter that's been found in places like brazil Mm. and uh, i asked a question 15 years ago when i wrote that book i wonder whether we're destroying the cure for cancer Mm. as Mm. we're burning down that forest because it's out of that forest that so many of the medicines that we utilize and take for granted. That's where they come from. Mm. That's where they come from. So we're not only losing our oxygen, we're losing organic matter that may in fact be the secret to cures of diseases that we have not yet dealt with.
1: Mm. And sometimes people you know, wonder what, what can I do about this? And I, I had a good lesson on this, Tony. I don't know if you've heard me tell this story, but I was speaking in Canada and um, uh, going to this conference to speak and I was going into it and I saw my friend who looked terrible and he was all red in the face. I thought he was sick. And I said, man, you look bad. What's up? And he said, oh, no, man, I'm feeling good. He said, I'm, I'm teaching a workshop on environmentalism and so I rode my bike a thousand kilometers in order to teach it, you know, cause he Whoa. wouldn't have integrity. <laughs> and at that conference I sat down and I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to bike everywhere. It's a you know, long ride from Philly to Canada, but I was, I, I started to think, how can I have a little bit more integrity with um, traveling so much? And he and I came up with this plan to calculate the carbon footprint of my travel. So you know this, I think every event we tell the the group, how what, what the carbon footprint is, and then we give them ways that they can uh, help erase that carbon footprint. So I, I'm putting the burden on everybody else instead of me to bike everywhere. But one of the ways that we do that is we work with Plant With Purpose, um, yeah. an incredible organization that is doing exactly that. They're replanting, reforesting the Amazon. Um, so I think all of us, you know, oh, wherever okay. we are, we've got Okay,
0: I think you ought to know something. Plant With Purpose.
1: Who we've had on the show before. Yeah,
0: yeah. which was... Is a new name for an organization called Floresta, yeah. which has been around for a couple of decades, which is an organization—are you ready for this?—that was started by the Evangelical Association for the Promotion of Education, EAPE, the mission organization operating out of Eastern University here in St. David's, Pennsylvania. We put up the first $10,000 to get that thing going, and now they're planting trees all over the world, particularly on the island of Hispaniola and in Cuba. They're reforesting yeah. places that have been devastated.
1: And so as you invite us to speak, you're replanting the, uh, the Amazon. That's there what we go. I think each of us has got to figure out how we can do some concrete stuff. By the way, Plant With Purpose also has great bumper stickers. One of them is that God's original dream was to hang out with a couple of naked vegetarians in a garden. <laughs> but anyway, that's, yeah, I, but this, this, uh, Amazon, uh, fire, like I think it, what it is doing is raising a lot of questions about, when you start to think 20% of our oxygen, what, what does it look like to live out this idea that the kingdom of God should come on earth as it is in heaven? Cause I actually heard a preacher say, um, that God doesn't care about this world. God is concerned about what happens after this world, yeah. You know that w- whether we're going to heaven when we die. And he actually said, that's why I have no problem driving an SUV, because I can expedite the apocalypse. Yeah, And that's really terrible theology, right? That this world doesn't matter, and so we can live however we want because we're just going to heaven when we die. And, and so the fire in the Amazon, I think, raises a lot of questions about what it means to be God's people in the world.
0: And uh, not only about going to heaven when you die, we had a Secretary of the Interior who was responsible for uh, the care of the environment uh, in the uh, U.S. government. The Secretary of Interior, who was one of these dispensational fundamentalists who said, I have no problem driving uh, a car that uh, emits a lot of pollution because... I think that Jesus is coming back any day now, and since Jesus is going to return any day now, why should we be concerned about the environment? Why don't we just burn as much stuff as we want to burn? It's it's, it's, it's only a few years away, if even that, when the trumpet will sound and the Lord will return. Well, let it be said, I believe that Jesus could come back before this program is over. I am convinced that we must live with the expectancy of the return of Christ. Having said that, we should live with that expectancy, but we should plan as though the planet's going to be around for another few thousand years. So we need to keep that in balance. Are we ready for Christ's return? Have we repented of our sins? Have we done the things that we need to do? Are we ready for the return? On the other hand, when we do our social planning, we should be thinking that this planet's going to be around for a long, long time. We better take care of it. It's the only one we've got. So uh, that's just a side reflection on the whole issue.
1: You know, you've been over to the UK too. There's a lot of really great stuff happening over there. There really is. I mean, some of the they're they're miles. You guys are miles ahead of us, or kilometers ahead of us when it comes to like. No, they're miles. They're still
0: they still use miles (laughs) over there. You got to go over to Germany to get into kilometers. But
1: but but the point is that they're they like and, and not just people who are of conscience, but actually people of faith, too, that are doing really beautiful stuff to connect creation care to our faith, right? Have you seen some of that over there? Not
0: only that, but I was asked to speak in Parliament on that very issue. I was, little me, was asked to speak in Parliament, and I did on that issue. Yeah, they're very committed uh, to environmentalism, and the uh, evangelicals on the other side of the pond from here, from the United States, seemed more attuned. To this issue than any evangelicals mm. that I meet here in this country. Uh, the uh, the sense of obligation to save creation, uh, for God so loved, here's the words, mm. for God so loved the world. Now, I, I remember as a kid in daily vacation Bible school, they say, take the word world out of it and put your own name in there. Mm. For God so loved Tony Campolo that he gave his own. That's heresy. God loves the world. The word is cosmos. He loves the a forest. He loves the trees. He loves the rivers. He loves the atmosphere. He loves his entire creation. And when, he, when God sent his son into the world, it was not only uh, to restore human beings to what God wants them to be, but to restore the world, the creation. And uh, uh, the scripture says that when Christ does return, and I don't know when that will be, he will make, I love the verse, I will make all things new again. Mm. I will make all things new again. God wants to restore you as an individual. If you're a broken, burnout person, go to Jesus. He'll restore you. If you've got a broken, burnout world, it needs to go to Jesus. He will, in fact, restore it.
1: So this is uh, Across the Pond. For those of you that are just joining in, we're on every week at this time. This is Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo. We are talking about red-letter Christianity. So that the old Bibles that have the words of Jesus highlighted in red, we're going, what if Jesus really meant the stuff that he said? And you get the sense as you read the Gospels uh, that Jesus really cared about the earth. Um, he's pulling money out of fish's mouths. He's Making the speaking to the waves and making the wind stand still. So he's, he's doing, he's very in touch with the creation. And we've been talking about the Amazon and what it looks like to be Christians who care about the world as God loved it and loves it. So I was doing some research on this, Tony, and um, one of my friends down in, uh, he's actually down in Brazil, is Claudio Oliver. He's got a community down there. So catch this he's a veterinarian and a theologian. <laughs> And I, he took me through his farm and they've created a gene bank to protect the gene, you know, these different endangered species. Huh. Isn't that amazing? And, um, and it helps that he's a veterinarian as he does it. But he always says monoculture is diabolical. Yeah, uh, right. And he says diversity is divine Amen. that, that God created. And he asked me, um, how many types of chickens do we have? And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking like barbecued chicken, uh, you know, <laughs> like stir fry, fried chicken, and, and he's, so he tells me we walk through and he shows me all these chickens and all of the diversity that they have, and then he says, there's. Uh, Three hundred thousand plants in the world. There's um, nine hundred. Yeah, nine hundred thousand different types of insects. There's twenty nine thousand different types of fish. Um, Ten thousand types of birds. And he's like, God made all of this, and God loves it. And now, um, one bird in every eight is being you extinct. know extinct. And so, as we think about the Amazon fires, but also we think about. Um, the the ocean you know and the and the coral reefs and everything like this is this is something that should matter to us even my wife and I will tell you this is we we now have metal straws you know this uh-huh. because you, we saw these videos of yeah. all the straws that are killing all the ocean life plastic but, plastic yeah. straws yes yeah. so now killing fish so, or killing I have, whales I have a portable straw I have to take everywhere with me now there so, you but, go
0: yeah I, there you go well the good news is they're beginning to introduce in restaurants uh, Paper straws once again. Yeah. Before the plastic They've straws been, ever came. edible ones. You can yeah. eat your oh, sugar I, straw I, now. Oh, yeah. man, so. man. Uh,
1: but yeah, I, I think you know all of this. We have got to figure out how we can contribute to the to the healing and the care for the creation and support other groups that are doing great work. So there's folks like my friend Claudio down in uh um in in Brazil and um, folks all over the world that are doing this work. So
0: yeah. Let me pick this up. You and I both know, personally, uh, the Catholic uh, theologian and spiritual leader, Richard Rohr. Mm -hmm. And he has a a new book uh, called The Universal Christ. And in it, he makes quite a point out of the fact that those of us who have been seduced by the Western society, Western culture, have a simple view of things. We say human beings have a spiritual nature to them. And that's it. No. Mm. Richard Rohr points out there is a spiritual nature to everything. Mm. That uh, the Spirit of Christ is alive in animals, the Spirit of Christ is alive in trees. Um, it says in the book of Ephesians and the book of Philippians, He is in all things. He is in all things and makes His presence known through all things. Mm. And uh, This idea that spirituality is only a human phenomena and only human beings have to be nurtured spiritually. We have to wonder what's happening spiritually when we destroy animals, when we destroy the forest. You say, are you suggesting that the spirit of Christ is somehow, he is in all things. Read the scriptures, read Ephesians, read Philippians. You'll see it over and over again. He is in everything. Here's what it says. He holds all things together. Mm. We have people here in the astronomy department here at Eastern University, where I have taught and where you went to school, uh, who point out that the thing that scientists have not figured out is what holds atoms together, mm. what holds galaxies together. Uh, stars are circulating around the nucleus of a galaxy at the speed of something like 30,000 miles per second. Whoa, think of that. Mm. How come these stars just don't fly off into space because of centrifugal force? What holds them together? What holds atoms together? Mm. And the answer is in the Bible. Through him, all things are held together. (laughs) His spirit is in work in every human being, in every animal, yea, in every atom. Mm. He is the one who holds the world together. When George Beverly Shoy sang, he holds the whole world in his hands, And there's more truth to that than we're ready to face up to. Everything is in God's hands.
1: I like how uh, Ray Bakke, he's a wonderful theologian, he wrote a book called Theology as Big as the City. And he says that uh, it all begins, the, the story of God begins in a garden, but it ends in the city. Yeah. And it's a city that's brought back to life. So as you look at the revelation, the story of revelation, it ends with the New Jerusalem, the city of God, and it says the river of life runs through it. The tree of life is flourishing. People are living without fear. The gates of the city are left open. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That, and and so it's a city that's brought to life. And um, that's what we've been trying to you know participate in. We've been planting urban gardens, and every year we try to plant some something new. So we've got grapes growing everywhere right now. But we saw our first um, our first cardinals that we've ever seen in 20 years. Whoa. And one of my neighbors said, we're still working on hummingbirds. We haven't seen hummingbirds yet. But he said, I put feeders out for two years before I saw a single hummingbird. I thought yeah. that's a great little metaphor for faith. You know, like we're, we know that this is there. And so we're trying to participate in making sure that God's creation flourishes, even in the middle of the concrete jungle of the city, um, and one of my neighbors, she said this. Well, she was looking at all of our gardens blooming this last year, and she said, "I get, I get what we're doing." And I said, "What?" And she said, "We're trying to bring the Garden of Eden to North Philadelphia." Amen. That sounds good. Listen, uh, the reality that we're not facing
0: up to is that this requires government involvement. Uh, Here in the United States, uh, the government under Donald Trump has gotten rid of many of the regulations on industries, on cars. Uh, You know, we had all kinds of controls to cut back on pollution. We had all kinds of regulations that kept uh, industries from polluting uh, and destroying the land and destroying the ocean. Mm. He's removing all of those regulations and Christians are just standing back and saying, so what? So what? You know what? This is the reality. Christianity is so married to capitalism that we don't want anything to fear interfere with capitalistic exploitation. I believe in capitalism, but I think that capitalism has to be controlled. And uh, I'm going to be in a debate in New York in a couple of few months uh, with libertine... Christians. It's an organization. Libertarian. Libertarian Libertarian Christians. And uh, basically what uh, they're—I'm glad you corrected me on that. Uh, Libertarian Christians. And what they're saying is, we don't want any regulations from government. Well, not me. I think that the fact that the environment is being destroyed is because the government is not regulating industry and personal— Uh, production
1: like it should. And it certainly seems to be what's happening in Brazil, too, is the inactivity or the complicity of the government to support for-profit deforestation and the destruction of the Amazon, right?
0: I always say that capitalism is uh, is questionable.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I believe in free enterprise. That's why I can't be a socialist. I believe in free enterprise. But I believe that free enterprise has to be regulated for the good of the people, all the people, not just the profits of the few.
1: And Ooh, that's a good word. And even as my friend uh, Claudio says that uh, uh, monoculture is, is uh, demonic and diversity is divine, you look at the, the way of capitalism is monoculture. It's, yeah. it's, you know, not diversity. I mean, you think of McDonald's. I heard that McDonald's chicken nuggets are actually come in liquid and they pour them into molds. Oh, so that, that's sick. why they all look this, like there's like three different patterns or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's not. And my friend Claudio says, no, when you eat a chicken, you need to know its name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're promoting Red
0: Letter Christianity on this program. If you're not a Red Letter Christian, uh, you need to join up with us. We have a website, redletterchristians.org. Shane is the uh, leader of the Red Letter Christians movement. And uh, uh, if you like what he's saying uh, and uh, what you hear on this program, you need to go to the website, redletterchristians.org. And there's a place where you can sign up and you can say, I want to be identified as a red-letter Christian. A red-letter Christian is somebody who says, I'm going to take the words of Jesus seriously. And many of the old Bibles had the words of Jesus highlighted in red. That's more true in the United States than the United Kingdom. But we're going to take the words of Jesus seriously. We're going to try to live out the teachings of Jesus. And uh, that's what I need to invite you to do. So we're here every week at this time. Shane and I are here uh, to encourage you uh, to take Jesus seriously. We're getting close to the end of the program got two minutes left yeah and the other profound. thing that you can see
1: the other thing that you can see at our website are some uh resources too like if you want to read more about the connection of creation care and and our faith you can read tony's book on yeah. uh, the saving the earth without worshiping uh, it and you can also see um Matthew Sleeth and Nancy Sleeth have written beautiful books on this, Ben Lowe. So all those, if you go to our uh, website, just click, click on the people and you'll see all the different uh, folks that are writing about creation care. But we, we also sometimes we don't just need more words and more books. We need more courage to do something. So let's look at the situation in the Amazon And we certainly should be praying about it. But let's also like look in the mirror and say, what could I do that might be a part of bringing about change? So uh, we don't just believe that God works in a vacuum. We believe that God uses us. And sometimes we get off our knees in prayer and we take action. Um, One of my mentors said, good things come to those who wait upon the Lord. And good things also come to those who get off their knees and organize and make change happen. So we believe in both prayer and action, and that's what you'll hear uh, on this radio show every every time. So thanks for for joining us. The um, Red
0: Letter Christians have a store. Uh, how do they access? Yeah, actually?
1: folks can go. Uh, right, this is new. You can go on our website and you can uh, click on the book page, and you can see probably hundreds, dozens, and dozens of books um, on. Um, on Jesus and justice. And and certainly one of those categories is creation care.
0: And my book is How to Rescue the Earth Without Worshiping Nature. A
1: good book. I had to read that for homework in class, but it was really good. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, Go out and let's be people of prayer and people of action. Let's especially think about those in the Amazon, the indigenous people and the folks of Brazil and um, the This is uh, all we got this week. So go out, love Jesus, and transform the world. Amen. Amen.